This is episode 37 with Wyatt Knight. Welcome to The Athletic Mindset. I'm your host, Corey Camp, former Division I swimmer turned personal trainer and coach. Each week, it is my goal to bring you a unique story of an elite athlete's mindset to help you unlock and discover your life's potential. Today, I had the chance to sit down with Wyatt Knight, former UVA lacrosse national champion, who is now on a mission to spread his knowledge to positively impact those around him. Wyatt is the epitome of what this podcast is all about. He embodies the athletic mindset that he developed through his playing career, but now he takes it one step further and is helping those around him get 1% better every day. A member of the 2.30 a.m. wake-up club, Wyatt crushes each day through his present moment focus and clarity on his why in his life. Check out how he does this and his advice on how you can do the same even without waking up so early. Welcome on, Wyatt. Hey, Corey. Hey, Wyatt. How are we doing, man? Good, buddy. How are you? Good. Um, excited to get into this here with you. Uh, how's hey, everything? I'm so pumped, man. So pumped. <laughs> Thank you for making this happen. Yeah. How's everything been on your end, though, before we get started? You know, I was thinking that, that question earlier, and it, all things considered, like, life is really good. You know, I think depending on when you'd ask me, uh, it changes, but in general, like, if you take a step back, very thankful, have a lot of good things in life, and, like, I'm at home with my wife and my two dogs and, like, working on things I enjoy doing, although the world's in a crazy spot and a lot of people are struggling, which is, like, always the bottom line to keep things in perspective, so it's just, things are good, I appreciate you asking. Yeah, man. I mean, I think it's easy to get caught up in the day-to-day and the that raw emotion of, like, wow, this might not be exactly what we envisioned um but when you take that i guess step back that bigger perspective that bigger picture it kind of puts everything in relation and you you realize it's not too bad yeah i completely agree i mean you and i talked about my year in florida a lot and like i feel it's very similar where like you're you're kind of trapped but you like being trapped because as you and i know like one of the keys to success is like saying no to a lot of things and when you you can't say yes for reasons that are like out of your control and you actually have to like follow the rule of not going out of not traveling of not saying yes to everything like you could like I feel more rested and more at ease and more focused on my mission in life than I have ever because I can't say yes to anything so like the only thing I'm the only thing I'm working on is things that I really want to do which is exciting as well yeah, man, a hundred percent. I mean, there's, it's no secret. I mean, you and I have talked a lot of times off the record, um, but now, you know, first podcast together here, um, you and I both have really big goals. We want to impact as many people as possible, change as many people's lives as we possibly can. But I think what people get really lost in when it comes to goal setting is realizing there's going to be a cost to a lot of those goals. And it's something that you and I both have talked about with struggles personally um and reaching that that journey and reaching our potential and as we help those around us reach on it do you want to touch on kind of what your goals are or what your why is behind everything that you're doing and then we can go further into what struggles we you know have faced along the way and how we navigate those from there yeah of course i mean i'd say in general like these are some, this is something like I'm working on every second of every day. And like, 
there's no right or wrong way for for my why or, or what my goals are and I, I, I've kind of gotten pretty organized in terms of just like what I'm trying to accomplish on a on a daily basis which feels really good and like I think as you and I have discussed when you have big goals like that's that's a great thing but it could also be uh, it could feel daunting it could feel endless it could feel like you're just constantly in a in a loop trying to figure out how to get there and it's really I've really worked on like just being very trying to be very very present and very in the moment and realizing that like the goals are right in front of you and you have every opportunity to capture them if you allow yourself to if you stop stressing about the past and the future and just embrace the present moment and say I can do what I set out to do if I put my head down and really focus on taking advantage of this present moment and that's something that's really allowed me to get organized with my thoughts and my focus and really I have three goals every day and I think like whatever happens in the future with the big plan of like I I just want to leave this world saying I made the biggest difference like I utilize the highest and best difference highest and best use of my life to make the biggest difference in as many lives as I can and that could lead into a lot of things but how you get there is for me I think my first goal every day is to get one percent better and so that's really been like my my foundation my mission like that's every day I want to wake up and the ultimate goal is did I get just a little bit better as a person whether that's in fitness or health or wellness or relationships or personal development or just doing doing something a little bit better because ultimately that's all you can strive for it's like a little bit more at a single time like taking the big chunk off is never the right strategy it's just bit by bit working and chiseling at what you want to do and how you want to become a better person and the second one is which I've loved and that's why I love being on this podcast he was like the second one is put yourself out in the world so like my biggest worry in life is that I don't want to look back ever and say like shoulda woulda coulda and I think I always want to try and I always want to like I'd rather know the result even if it's not the result I want rather than um, never have trying and so really trying to use social media as a tool to put my thoughts and experiences out there and really to connect with amazing people like yourself and to build a coalition of people that want to have the same goals as me. So like putting yourself out there in the world is like my second strategy every day. And then the third is my favorite is, is helping one person get 1% better. And so I think that's really like, if I eventually want to help millions of people, like how do you get there? It's like, you do a really good job helping one person rather than trying to do an okay or not a good job at helping 50, 500, 1,000 people a day, right? So really diving into one person and genuinely saying, how could I help you and what could I do to make a difference in your life? So like those are really like the goals of making money or having big business or whatever. Like That will come if I feel like I can capitalize on those three things every day. And really my, my why is like, I've experienced like reaching the highest level of different things in life, like highest level of sports with winning a national championship at the university of Virginia and like the highest level of making a difference in the world, which is like I've worked in Harlem, New York, and I've worked in Eastern Kentucky, which are two of the places that struggle the most with people having opportunities to, you know, live their best lives. And like, I've been able to help people change their lives. And it's allowed me to realize like one, how much, how, thankful I am for everything I have and two like if I didn't 
showcase the best version of myself. And I, if I didn't build a life around helping other people who have less than me, like I would be doing a complete disservice to um, everyone that doesn't have as much as I do. And most importantly, myself. And so that's really like my why. It's like I have so many opportunities to make a difference based off of the color of my skin, where I was born, my family's my family's situation, the, the world I'm put in right now. And like, I have to make a difference in the world or else I feel like I'd be, you know, not taking advantage of everything that's been given and been earned in my life. And so that's really kind of where I'm at mentally with a lot of things like chip at it every day, use the experiences I've had as a foundation to help people learn and grow and to continue to expand my mission of just kind of leaving this world one day and saying, I did my part to make the, make the world a better place. Yeah, man. There's so much to unpack there. (laughs) (laughs) You just gave us so much. Um, and I think it's great. I, the first thing I want to touch on maybe a little bit deeper is the focus on being present in, in each and everything that you're doing. What have you found that's helped you for me personally? Meditation has been huge, um, practice that I've kind of picked up within the past I'd say more consistently in the past six months or so. I've been trying it off and on for years now. Is that something that you've been kind of turning to to increase that present awareness of today and today towards your goals? Yeah, I think, you know, I think meditation is just like a funny, it's just like anything that gets commercialized usually is tainted. And I think a lot of people think, think this meditation is like this Buddha incense, humming, floating, zen thing that you have to go through and like ultimately like there there is that unique um like you could get to that point or if that's your process that's your process for me it's more just like i do certain things every day that allow me to like be present and i know you and i talked about these before and like one um like i i don't i get up super early as you know and we can dive into that too if we need to but like (laughs) That, that really allows me to be to get up and like I won't check my phone I won't check my email like I really just spend time with myself and my own thoughts and I'm, I, I really feel like it getting up early like allows you to like be proactive and not reactive towards the world and I'll sit with my journal every morning and just I'll kind of review the day and I'll say here's what I have planned I'm gonna I'm gonna plan for the best. I'll probably expect none of it to go accordingly to plan. But like if I have a general gist of what the world is going to give me today and how I'm going to react to it, like I feel like you are able to be more engaged in the moment because you're almost planning for it and you've thought it through rather than the moment hitting you and you not having a plan and you not acting the way you know you could have if you thought it through, right? So I really stress this like, you're an early riser. I'm an early riser. Like it, it's definitely a lifestyle, but it's like, I think that's the biggest thing for me is like the meditate, all that other stuff like is a part of it. But for me, it's like giving myself just enough time to when the world is going to start reaching out to me, whether it's people texting or calling or social Mm -hmm. media or emails or, you know, all, all the things that come into our lives. Like, have I checked off my things of like, have I got a little bit better with a workout, with a morning mindfulness, with the meditation, with the journal, like, have I organized my day so I know like I can help people and I can put myself out in the world? Once I've done that, the rest kind of take care of itself. And so I think that's really like where I found being present is 
the best is like checking in with myself before I start checking in with everyone else because then I can go and really spend the time, look people in the eye, like actually answer their questions, genuinely care about what they're saying, what they're doing because everyone can and does care about everyone, but we feel stressed with time and distractions and feeling like there's, I gotta, I gotta rush through this conversation or I gotta rush through this answer to the Instagram or text because I've got so much more to do that the thing you're doing is the most important thing or else you shouldn't be doing it. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'll leave it at that, but it's like, it's getting up early and then knowing like what you're doing is what you want to be doing. So when you're doing it, you actually really enjoy doing it. It's not something you don't want to do because you're going to rush through that and stress out about doing it. Right. Yeah. I think those moments of clarity that you're able to gain in your preparation. Um, I've been, I'm not as early of a riser as you. I can't even compete with that. I mean, 2.30 most mornings is unheard of. Um, it's, it's bizarre. It's bizarre. But, you know, I've always been a firm believer. Whatever I'm doing, I like to be up and give myself at least an hour to an hour and a half before I'm out the door. And some people are like, oh, my God, you teach your first class every day at 6 a.m. when we were operating normally. So I was up at you know, four, four thirty, somewhere in that range. And, you know, when I moved down to Arlington, I actually added a 30 minute commute to that. So I had to start waking up even earlier. Well, I use that exact same time as you do to find that mental clarity, to find that focus. It's like you're putting on your own oxygen mask first before you then set out on the day and you're putting on oxygen masks on other people and helping them out and giving them what they need. I think that's huge. Yeah, I mean, especially the lives we're living, which is, I mean, everything is a service business, but, like, if you're, if you're genuinely focused on really helping people, like, people know when you're bullshitting them, and people know when you really care, and, like, it's, um, it's hard to really care in general, because there is just so much in the world we live in, there's so much to care about, I mean, and so it's, it's really getting organized, and as I'm sure this conversation will go, like, if you really do care about helping people and if you really do care about like living your best life and like maximize your potential, like the biggest thing is saying no. And I think I could loop anything into what we're talking about with saying no, like whether it's my goals or my, my why, or, you know, how I try to stay present, like saying no is the key to everything because there's no point in getting up at two thirty or four or four thirty If you said yes to, 500 things the day or night or morning of that have completely eliminated the opportunity you have to have 30 minutes, an hour, hour and 30 by yourself to maximize your potential. Because if you're going to give up, get, get up that early and you're going to be a zombie just staring at your apartment and not utilizing it, then you're not doing a disservice to anyone because you're going to be mad at yourself. You're going to be frustrated at other people. So like, I think the big, the big thing too, with all the things we're talking about is just like, how do you get comfortable with, with eliminating the things in your life that aren't benefiting you being present, having your goals, knowing your why. And I think that's something I've really gotten much better at, which is like, I've always been a yes man my whole life for the, for the betterment of everyone else, but for the losing touch of who I am and what I'm doing sometimes. Mm -hmm. And and it's opposite. Like you got to turn your mask on, like you said, and then you can help other people breathe much better when you you have a full tank. Yeah, I think so many people hear that early morning, you know, wake up alarm clock 
time and they freak because they're not able to say no to the stuff on the back end of the night before. And I'm always a firm believer with working with people. If you want to start waking up earlier, you have to first start with your nightly routine and what does that look like? And then what do you cut out? Um, and we t- you keep touching on it. The why is solid. And I think what people don't always realize is that opportunity cost that is associated with whatever they're shooting for. Let's talk about that. What are some things that you have to turn down kind of on a somewhat regular basis to keep you on track to where you want to go? Yeah. So I think the same with you is like, we're, we're kind of like all in people. And I think Mm -hmm. like, that's a huge, that's a huge, that's very advantageous in most regards, but it can also be very detrimental. And like, I'm, I'm all in when I'm all in and that could be like eating a meal. I could just eat to eat. Like when I used to go out and drink a lot, like I would just go out and drink a lot, not because I wanted to drink a lot, just because like what I, whatever I do, I do a lot of, because that's my mentality is like, if I'm going to do it, I'm freaking doing it. Right. If it's playing sports, if it's working out, if it's like putting yourself out there, you're going to do it and you're going to do it right. And so I think like, that's always what I'm juggling. It is like, if I'm going all in, like, I'm going to go all in and that could run me into the ground, but that can also be the absolute foundation towards saying, I'd rather go all in on three things every day, which is the things I've talked about rather than going all in on 50 things and trying to feel like I've accomplished anything when I'm just burning myself out. And I think like I I'm just getting the hang of social media. You know, I, I hadn't had social media uh, for years. Like I just got Instagram within the last year. And so like, I want to build a message and something that's positive out into the world. And that there's so many pros of social media, but I think to answer your question, like one of the big ones is being focused on like how much I'm using social media. And I think like, mm-hmm. I'm just someone who I want to do everything in life. I want to accomplish everything. Like I think I can do everything because I think humans in general can do anything they want. And I think like I've been given so many opportunities, like I said, like I could potentially do anything I want and seeing that on social media a lot can be pretty just mentally taxing. And so I'll start winding down my day at about five o'clock. So like I won't usually have any phone calls or any emails or anything after, after five o'clock. So I really start wrapping up my day because I start my day so early that I'm kind of trying to beat the curve. And so I try to give myself about an hour or two without email, without, um, social media, I mean, really just technology in general, like, I'll really get back to my journal, like, I'll go for a long walk uh, with my wife and my dogs, like, I'm a huge advocate of reading every night, like, I, I read as much as I can every night, so it's like, just checking out from a lot of the social media, for me, is huge, because if I'm on social media, if I'm checking email, and then I'm going to jump into bed 20, 15, 20 minutes later, like, my mind is, is, is wiling. What did I see? What did I not see? What did I respond? What did I not respond? So like, I need to give myself a long lead way to wind down because I do wind up so much every day going all in on the things I'm really focused on. So I think that's just like a general gist of the mindset that that I think you can, people can have. It's like, if you know your why, why you're getting up so early, like that, the the pros for getting up early are so much more than the pros for me of staying up later and just not, and just kind of did a dialing around my apartment. Right. So mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm the best 
version of myself, I think, if I get up early and accomplish what I want to because I want to get a little bit better every day, and that gives me the best chance. So, like, I know my why. It's easy. It's just can I put my phone down? Can I take a deep breath long enough to, like, wind down and get some sleep the next for the night before? Yeah, I think that's it's a challenge um, and something I think the younger and the listener is, probably the more they struggle with it. Um, just with the culture and environment that they grew up in. But it amazes me when people come to me and they're like, I'm having terrible sleep. I, I don't know what to do. I, I put myself in bed for eight hours, but I maybe sleep for five of those. My mind's just racing. Well, then you look at deeper picture and it's like, well, from the moment they wake up to the moment that they're trying to turn over and go to sleep, their phone's in their hand. They're they're absorbed in some Netflix show and texting some friends or checking different social media sources. It's like you're constantly stimulating your brain all day long. Like no wonder you can't calm that brain down when it's time to calm down. You got to have some time away. And I think you're touching on it there. Um, I think it's great. You're finding that time and setting aside that time and respecting it and holding to it, even though there are temptations there, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I think quickly just like three things that have helped me with social media because I think everyone's going through it. And like for years, like I said, for like I, I never had Instagram. I never had Twitter. And I had Facebook like when I was in high school. But for like five or six years, I didn't have any social media. So like I was by, by nature of not having phone, like I barely ever used my like even carry around a phone for years. I was just like this thing is not advantageous towards the betterment of me right now for what I was looking for. Uh and so, like, I, by nature of not having a phone, like, you are more present. I mean, I think having a phone in social media is probably one of the least present things you can do because you're always either looking at a picture that was in the past or you're looking at something that's stressing you out about the future, right? So, like, mm-hmm. I think three things I'm doing now on social having social media is, one, if I'm going on, I know my why of going on, which brings us back. Like, if I do want to spend an hour just scrolling through Instagram, like, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I try to learn. I try to pick up workouts. I try to get inspiration. Like, if I'm going to scroll, I'm going to scroll. But I'm going in saying, hey, I'm just going to scroll for 20 minutes on Instagram just to learn, just to get my mind off of things. So, like, knowing your why. Or I'm going to go on and I'm going to comment on 20 people's posts because I want to check in and say hi and let people know. So, like, knowing your why is super important. Two, like... I always try to give myself like a alarm clock, like, Hey, go on for 15, go on for 20 minutes. Like you wouldn't run on a treadmill for five hours, even though running is good for you. Right. So like having a limit toward anything you're doing is super important. And the third is like, if I see something that like makes me uh, nervous or stressed or frustrated, usually it's something that I want to do, whether it's a content idea, whether it's a trip, whether it's like someone working out or their meal or like, something that like, I'm like, I want to do that instead of just letting it super stress me out. And like, I got to do that today or I got to do that tomorrow. I'll, I have a list on a notepad and just say like social media ideas. And I'll take the ideas that I found and I'll write them on that notepad. And I'll also write down like an action item list and I'll give myself a deadline to be like, I want to do this by X, Y, and Z time. That way it's like, it's not in my head and I'm not feeling stressed. It's just like, it's going to be sitting in my mental space forever. It's like it's on a piece of paper and I have an action plan to actually accomplish that thing that I want to do. And I'm giving myself a deadline. So I'm actually going to do it. And if I don't end up doing it, then I should have never put on a piece of piece of paper. But like utilizing Instagram as a tool, then writing it down almost as a journal and be like, here are things I want to do 
by me learning on social media rather than scrolling and being like, these five pictures made me really stressed because the things I want to do, you can do them all. It's just giving yourself a little bit of time and being organized. And that really, for me, has been very helpful to like utilize social media as a tool to engage with people to better the world rather than constantly feeling bogged down by everyone's highlight reel, which is a thing you've posted a lot about, which has been mm-hmm. great for me is like everyone behind the scenes is going through stuff and you can't take anything for face value. Just having that is super important as well. Yeah. I always, I've told a lot of close friends, you know, if it, if it wasn't for what I'm trying to do in the platforms that I, I have, I would probably not have social media for that exact yep. reason. I, I don't like seeing just the good, you know, just the highlight reels of everything and people sometimes, and it's tough. And what I tell a lot of people that I talk with that struggle with that, it's like, look, just there's the most underutilized function of Instagram, especially is the mute feature. And you can mute your friends, you can mute the people or, you know, maybe you don't unfollow them because God forbid you unfollow someone and you know what I mean? Um, yep. But the mute feature is a huge help. Maybe you're super stressed out with your workouts right now and you're just not in a good space and seeing my posts or your posts about a certain workout just throws you over the edge. Mute me. I don't care. You know, like yep. take that time to take a step back and work on yourself and then come back to it when you're ready. I think the other thing, you know, the problem quote unquote with the highlight reels is a lot of people don't see the work behind what goes into the highlight reel especially in the fitness influencer space people see uh you know people doing burpee backflips or something you know something crazy and they're like oh my gosh i need to be able to do that that's the epitome of being fit well it's like no that person did years and years and years of progressions through the gym that they did not post on instagram because they wouldn't get the kind of likes that some sort of stunt like that gets I want to just touch on kind of the background work that goes into kind of all these goals. Do you have anything to add to, I guess, the importance of the behind the scene work? Yeah, well, I mean, that's why I'm getting up early, right? Like, that's, that's, I mean, that is the epitome of like, of, of why I'm, I'm getting up in there. And like, right now, I'm teaching classes at Barry's Boot Camp. And like, I think from a high level perspective, like, like I said, like, I want to, I want to be a part of the best whatever I do, I want it to be the best. And like, that's why I feel like I'm working at Barry's because if I'm going to be involved in fitness, like I want to be involved with the best. Like I felt that when I was playing lacrosse at the university of Virginia, like if you're going to do anything, you should, you should do it at the highest level. Right. And then I won personally because I'm take pride in what I'm doing and feel like I had the potential to like really help people. Like anything I'm doing, I want it to be really, really good. I think if you're, if you're going to do something, it should be at the highest level and you should be doing your best to give it your best. You're not going to be the best, but at least if you're giving it everything you have, that's super important. And so, like, with that mindset instilled, like, I'm putting it, like, I'm getting up that early because everything I'm doing, I want it to be at a high quality level. And by the nature of me feeling always wanting to do a lot and constantly having ideas, like, I'm sacrificing a whole personal life, a whole going out life, a whole extra time like at night for getting up early and spending an hour and a half on a Barry's workout program because I'm committed to 
it being the best it can possibly be. And like, mm-hmm. if I'm signing up to give someone the best workout, like Barry's brand is like the best workout in the world. Like I truly believe like if I'm saying, if I'm a part of a company that says that, like it better damn well be one of the best workout experiences of your life or else what the hell am I doing being a Barry's bootcamp instructor? Right. So like if you have the mindset of like, this is what you're trying to do, which is what I was trying to articulate before. Like the rest should be, pretty straightforward of like I know what I need to do to accomplish what I want to but like how much time am I giving myself to accomplish that and how good at uh, how good am I at eliminating those distractions because at 2 30 in the morning like there better not be any distractions right like everyone everyone's sleeping like no one's bothering you I'm not checking my phone I'm not checking my email I'm not scrolling through Instagram I'm literally like I'm going to give this thing an hour and a half. I'm going to bust my butt because the result's going to pay off. And I do get great feedback from my classes, for instance, saying, Hey, that's one of the best classes. I love your class. Like that was one of the best experiences. Like that's what I'm striving for. And so I think that would just be the best way I can articulate it. Like I'm not getting up at two 30 just to like say it. I'm getting up because I feel like that's what I need. That's the sacrifice I make. And I got the two 30 AM workout thing. Um, getting up things from Mark Wahlberg because I'm like, if this guy is that successful at financially, professionally, an awesome family, he's got his dream life. I'm like, I want to live my dream life, but you've got to freaking bust your butt. And here's Mark Wahlberg who's worth a crazy amount of money. He's got, he could do nothing for the rest of his life. And this guy's getting up at two 30 in the morning, mm-hmm. grinding two workouts a day, the calls, the emails, most importantly, the family time is super important to him. I'm like, if I'm going to, say I'm going to be a good person, I'm going to be a good husband, a good dad to my two dogs, and, like, I'm going to help people, like, I better do it or else what the hell am I saying doing it, you know? So it's really, like, it's walking your talk and sacrificing everything that isn't going to associate you with what you're saying. And and that's something that's been a lifelong journey for me and something that I think everyone is focused on is, like, how can you get rid of distractions that aren't benefiting you for the greater good. Yeah, I mean, you talked to Matt on one of your latest episodes here. The Obviously, it's not something that has always been, I guess, top priority to you, but now that you've shifted, when you made that shift, did you kind of go ahead and write out what costs were coming with association with your goals? And then, if so, like, what did those exactly look like? Was it just, all right, you have a set, not bedtime, but you know, but like 10 p.m. or 11 p.m. Lights are out. You're, you know, you're sleeping, or are you swapping out the foods you eat, or maybe avoiding certain social situations because of not aligning with where you want to go? What does that look like for you? Yeah, well, this is a whole other crazy thing, but like really, you and I talked about when my wife and I, Jane, moved to Florida, mm-hmm. and. For me, that Florida year was like an an entire regrouping of my life. Like we talked about meditation. Like I literally did everything in my power to sit on the beach as much as I can. I could for a year. Like we literally lived in a two bedroom bungalow on the beach in Florida for a year. Like no, no social media, barely any cell phone usage. Like we traveled once and that was for a wedding. Like we didn't have any plans. Like we didn't, it was literally like I was pulling away all the things and like I didn't listen to music I wasn't drinking I wasn't like I I did a fast like I was just like I literally was like I'm just gonna get to the root of me and 
the one thing that I, the one thing I really felt like was always holding me back was like I just said yes to everything, and like mm-hmm. that was the person. I, that's the person that I was. Was like I was a yes guy. Yes, going out. Yes, an extra shot. Like yes, staying out later than everyone else. Like yes, trying to get up the next morning and go play basketball or go work out or like go visit some of my students that I used to teach uh, in Harlem. Right. So like, what are what are you gonna what are you gonna say yes to that actually means something to you? And that's when. The Florida year was like, all right, I've had these experiences and like, I know I want to continue to grow as a person and like to expand my potential and to make the biggest difference in the world. So like, what is it that I need to stop doing? And really it was like, I just need to stop saying yes to everything. And you can say, it's much easier to say no to something when you have a a grounded foundation of why you're saying no. Right. And Mm -hmm. and that's my, my why's of like, I left Florida to move to DC with my wife and I knew like, get 1% better, put yourself out there and help one person every day. Like those were my three things when I eliminate everything else. I was like, those are the three things. And if it's not, if it's not a part of, if something comes in my life, that's not associated with those three things. Like I say no to it because it's much easier for me to say no to, because I know why. And I know that these three things are benefiting me and what I want to do with my life. And whether it's going out or staying up late or like having an extra drink or, traveling whatever it is like those are all great things in life but like they usually the best distractions are great things bachelor mm-hmm. parties what this thing that thing so like you know getting getting being okay with saying no because it's not what based off of what you're trying to accomplish in your life at that given time it's not going to benefit you and so like that's my best advice i can give is just like know your why of why you're saying no and just know that you gotta you gotta live with your re- reaction. I think the hardest thing for me is like feeling like I'm letting people down, but I'd rather I'd rather let people down with things that I wouldn't want to do rather than knowing I could really help a lot of people with things that people could really use help with. Mm-hmm. I think that comes. We've talked about it. The communication of of your why, and the more clear you are on your purpose and your mission, your vision whatever you want to call it, your values, if you can communicate those clearly and concisely to those closest to you, it makes that saying no a little bit easier. They still might not be thrilled with you that you're turning them down for a night out on the town, but when you're able to convey it in like a, hey, I can't go out tonight with you because I got this tomorrow and this is going to set up, you know, this process and long-term goal then that hopefully if they're good good friends good people close to you they support that and they're okay with it yeah i mean i think i think the huge thing is like we talked i talked about like un- unconditional support and like the first person that you need that needs to unconditionally support you if you do want to chase your dreams and you do want to accomplish your your goals like the number one person that needs to support you is yourself right so like if you don't trust yourself if you don't believe in yourself for what you're doing, like, then you're going to fail every time because people are going to like, people will respect you if you hold firm and say, these are my values. This is my mission. Like I got to stick to it. Like people do that, believe in you rather than them not believing that you're actually going out and doing it. Right. So like, that's a big thing. If you're going to say one thing, like you need to go do it. So be very thoughtful about what you're saying and is it matching with what you're doing? Because people mm-hmm. will respect you if you say, I can't go out tonight because tomorrow I'm running a half marathon or tomorrow I'm going to get up and I'm going to start my podcast or 
I'm going to write a blog or like, I'm just going to spend an hour tomorrow morning by myself and doing nothing. Like people want that, right? Like people, people will get that. But if you turn people down and you don't have it, like your reason locked down, people are going to realize like, you're not, you're not giving, you're not being truthful to yourself and people could jump right into that. Right. And then having a, a strong group of people that just believe in you. But like, if someone's going to reach out to me, like, Hey, let's go out tonight. I'd be like, Hey, I'm, I'm not very focused on, so I'm going out socially right now, but I'm really focused on teaching Barry's class at, at seven, eight o'clock on a Saturday, Sunday morning, come take a class and let's get a coffee after, right? Like just because someone else's social, social thing is going out and drinking doesn't mean your social thing has to be going out and drinking. Like mm-hmm. I get so much more out of an early morning wake up and an early morning really tough workout and grabbing a coffee with a really good friend one-on-one than going out to a bar and being screamed at waiting in line and <laughs> going out late and wasting my money, right? Like, it's just kind of like, what's your priority with what you're trying to get out of life? And like, looping in people, if they do it, great. If not, you'll still be there. So you have trust and support in yourself. And like, less is more, quality over quantity with the people and things you're doing is super important. Yeah, I think the biggest takeaway there is you have to be your own number one supporter. And the more you believe in yourself and what you're doing and the reason why you're saying no is then you can back it up and those around you will, you know, get more out of it and they'll understand why it is you're doing what you're doing because they see how important it is to you. Well, I just think a big thing that I'm working on is like is patience. And I think Mm -hmm. that's what I think everyone could work on just with in life and I mean, I just go, I always think about like, I, I want to live my fullest life and like, I want to maximize my potential, but I also want to like, like we talked about, enjoy the moment. And I want to like, not feel every day that I have to, I have to check off 500 things off my checklist. And I think like, like tomorrow I could wake up and, and God forbid, have a sickness, have the virus, have something that completely eliminates my ability to like do the things I want to do. And so like I juggle that every second of every day. It's like, how do you, where's that fine line of like being present and also like pushing everything forward because you never know how long you have to live. And like, I want to utilize it and maximize it. And so I just think like you, you, we have these big plans, these big goals. And like, I really just think like, being patient and enjoying the process is everything. Like I've, we, we, I've been to the mountaintop of like winning a national championship and like, I don't really remember anything about winning the national championship really. Cause it was all a blur, but like the journey to get there and just the general feeling that like we were patient, we eliminated distractions. We gave ourselves a lot of time. We buckled down and like we pushed through when times were tough. Like that's the feeling that, is super important. So I think my message to myself, which hopefully is a message to other people is like to have patience and to have just a general plan and guideline with how you live your life. And if you can accomplish those things on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis, like who you want to be and what you want to do and the things you want to accomplish, like they will work themselves out, but you've got to go through the highs and the lows. You've got to, constantly be evolving you have to constantly be okay with change and you constantly have to take a deep breath and say like 
it's a process and it's one percentage point at a time to get better and to like, you know, make, make the world a better place. So I think that's just like, that's the message I deliver to my, try to deliver to myself is like nothing I, that I've ever accomplished happened within a split second. Like it was all a long grinding process, but it's worth it. And it's about just enjoying the journey and having fun and surrounding yourself with, you know, really good people and sharing some really unique experiences with those people. I mean, that's really kind of the definition of life. And like, I want to chase that feeling and, but it doesn't, it doesn't happen overnight, right? Nothing does. Mm -hmm. And so it's just kind of like taking a deep breath and going with it and just pushing yourself and putting yourself out there and, and having some fun with it. Oh, a hundred percent. It's, I think patience is definitely overlooked in some aspects. Um, I was naive in the sense of like when I got out of college, I was like, well, yeah, like I had success in the sport of swimming. So like, obviously I'm going to have success like right away and everything else that I do in life. And then I went through like a year or two of like trying to do what I want to do. And I wasn't loving it. And I, I wasn't seeing the traction and I was thinking to myself, man, is this really like what I want to do? And then I thought back of it, I was like, well, this is stupid. Like I started swimming at five, six years old and it took, you know, 10, 15 years until I got really, really good at the sport. So why is what I'm going to do now take anything less? You know, it's, it's putting that in perspective and having that process in place. And I think it just always comes back to that why. If that why is solid, then you can build a solid process you can trust that process and just be patient that in turn it's going to come around and pay dividends at some point in your life. You just got to stay the course. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, it's just kind of having that foundation. Like two, two of my favorite things ever have been, um, you know, lacrosse in general is huge for me and, and the pinnacle of winning the national championship. Like it was, it, it was seven years from when I first picked up a stick in eighth grade to, when I won a national championship in 2011, like seven years to the dot. And the second thing that I'm most proud of is like my Harlem lacrosse program, which is an inner city program that teaches lacrosse to middle school and high school boys and girls. And we help them get scholarships to play uh, lacrosse in boarding schools and now colleges. And like, it's just completely knocking out the opportunity gap and empowering more people with the potential to make the difference in the world. And like, but that started uh, with a handful of lacrosse sticks and there's like 15 boys and I back in the day, that was seven years ago. And now we are like right where we always wanted to be. And we always had the goal of getting there, but that was a seven year process. So like, I think it's like, if you have, if you have something in mind that you want to do, first of all, like trust yourself Two, you need to just put yourself out there. Like you and I are doing with our videos from the Friday feels to your mindset minutes, like mm -hmm. put yourself out there. No, like, if you if you if you knock it out of the park the first time, like there's something wrong. Like usually it's too good to be true. So like you're gonna struggle, you're gonna have mistakes. So like the only thing that separates people from success and failure is people just kept going, right? So like if you know your why, if you put yourself out there and you just persevere and keep going, like you can accomplish anything with the mindset of like, all right, I need to do this and grind this out for five, six, seven, eight years to see it get to anything of what I want it to be, right? So, like, if you just have that, your life in those longer chunks and enjoy the journey along the way, like, you can really accomplish anything you want if 
you eliminate distractions and give yourself more time to do it. You know, it's kind of just, it's all one big puzzle piece. So it's just kind of figuring out like what works for you and what does the world need and how could I kind of mix and match that to like really make a difference in what I want to do with my life. Yeah. I love that. It's, that's super important. It's funny. You mentioned Harlem across actually um, a friend of the program that I actually had on an early earlier episode she played at Johns Hopkins right now she's running 26 miles in 26 hours to support Harlem lacrosse uh, so that's actually what I'm going to be spending kind of some of my afternoon on today here is uh, running some miles for her and um, oh, amazing supporting the the cause I thought it was a full circle moment when uh, she mentioned it and I was like well I know why it participated in this foundation as well I think that's it's pretty neat small world. yeah it's amazing she must be <laughs> based out of the Baltimore office, but, um, yeah, it's an amazing program and something that that's really one of my foundational whys of like, for some reason I was born in a much more supportive environment that was conducive for success. It doesn't mean it's easy for me or for anyone to be successful because I think everyone goes to their own issues, but like seeing, uh, what a lot of, how a lot of people are born, the environment they're born in and, uh, the world of, limited opportunities are given to be successful as I've seen working with students in Harlem in Bronx in Brooklyn like in the real inner cities like I look at myself and be like dude you have nothing like I still complain I still stress but like on a grounded level like you I have no no issues I have nothing to worry about I have no real struggles based off of seeing like what a real struggle is and that that like no matter what happens in my life like that consistently keeps me grounded and it's just an amazing program and it's amazing to like see what sports can do to like really change entire lot you know change lives forever it's really fascinating yeah i mean the firm foundation of why this podcast was created is because i believe sport allows us to have those experiences and develop that mindset that's very similar to what you keep touching on and what you live on a day-to-day life there's no question in talking to you and getting to know you better in the past few weeks, months here that you are successful because of your outlook and how you approach the day-to-day process. It's, it's a no-brainer. They're, they're linked together, and I think it's even more awesome to see and come across more people that are trying to take their mindset and implement it on others that you know, might not be as fortunate as we were growing up. And having those experiences and providing those experiences to them, no matter what the cost is to ourselves. Yeah, I would appreciate it. And I feel the same way about you. So thank you so much. I mean, I I just, like I said real quick too, it's like Monday night, I couldn't sleep. I was tossing, turning. I was stressed. I was anxious. I was overthinking everything. And like, I slept like crap and I woke up yesterday morning, like exhausted, tired, grumpy, pissed off, like everything that. I wanted to like mentally, I wanted just to embrace it and be like, let me be pissed. Let me be grumpy. Let me be frustrated. Let me be anxious about everything going on. But like, if you can take a step back, literally just like out of your body and just like regroup and be like, you have a home, you have a family, you have, you're healthy, you have a full fridge, like you have everything you need, really like everything else. You're just like, most of the time you're just making up things in your head because humans are constantly trying to like find problems, solve problems, give themselves more problems. Like it's very hard just to be like 
in the moment and just embrace it. And so like, but to your point, like I, it's not like I'm like jumping around, hop skipping and smiling every day. And like, that's, that's, that would be concerning. But like (laughs) what the the truth is like, you have, you have to, you have to make a decision every, literally like every second of every day, like of who you are, what you stand for and like how you want to portray yourself out into the world. And I, I found that like, having real life experiences that like ground you, um, is, is the best way to do it. Right. So like getting out and going to make a difference and like going to see people that have much less than you and helping those people and realizing like for some mysterious reason, like this is a whole other podcast for another day, but like you were, you had no control over where you were born, the color of your skin, your family, social, economic situation, like your the location of where you're born, like you had no control over that, right? Which is crazy. Like how fortunate you are to be born in general, let alone be born, at least in my position, with like so many things that are quote unquote conducive to success in modern society. Like mm-hmm. you have that foundation. Like now the rest is is for you to go out and just take everything as best as you can and just to live your best life or else like what the hell were you born with all those things you were given for you know i think that that says a lot about you that you want to take your foundation that is so solid and share it with those that might not have the same initial leg up that you were fortunate enough to have right from the get-go uh we can definitely dive into that way deeper uh but wyatt i want to thank you man for the time uh, I appreciate you coming on. You dropped a ton of knowledge. I think getting firm on that why is the biggest takeaway that people can take from this episode and just start implementing that into their day-to-day lives moving forward here. I, I, I'm honored to be on this podcast. It, your friendship means a lot to me, and I'm looking forward to getting you online here over the next week or two, and we'll jump into the, the mind-body-soul aspect of this conversation in more depth. So um, the feeling is mutual, and um, – I'm very thankful to be on this and spend some time with you. And our, our journey is just beginning. I feel very confident in saying that. I hope you all enjoyed that conversation with Wyatt. Like I said previously, he's a great example of the athletic mindset at work beyond the playing field. I love his approach of 1% better every day and how his focus on working on himself has allowed him to help others. He has been an instrumental figure in helping me figure out my own things along the way of my own journey. And I hope this conversation provided that to be the case for you as well. While his whole 2.30 a.m. wake-up call scares even me, there is something to be said by the clarity that it has provided him. Clarity on what it is we are after in our lives helps us navigate even the toughest of obstacles. If you haven't done so already, send this episode to a friend, family member, or teammate who could maybe use a boost. Stay up to date with all of our latest episodes by following me on Instagram at Athletic Mindset Podcast. And remember, if you can change your mindset and how you think, you'll be able to change your life one thought at a time. I'll see you all next week.